Coming up, we'll dive into tonight's High Bank Nationals opener at Houston's. Talk about Aaron Reitzel's weekend decision. We've got an update on Scott Bloomquist's health and a lot more. Let's go. It's Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Uh, a quick merch update before we get rolling. There is a new addition over at shop.dirttracker.com, and that is Dirt Tracker Can Koozies. Let me help keep that beer cold when you're at the racetrack. Uh, they feature the new alternate logo come in four different colors. You can snag one for just four bucks. Uh, I do have a few of the distressed adjustable logo hats left as well, uh, and there are obviously stickers and shirts available in the shop. Shipping is free for orders over 20 bucks. And if you buy today, I will ship today. That's shop.dirttracker.com or click the links below this video or the merch button in the nav bar over at dirttracker.com. Tonight is the opening night of the Houston's High Bank Nationals for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. Each of the next three nights are 20,000 to win programs leading into Saturday's big show that will pay a very sizable $250,000 to the winner. The three prelim nights will feature qualifying, Heats with a six-car invert, and then the top 20 in points after heats and qualifying make the night's feature. And then the top eight in points will go to the redraw. Every driver will get to drop their worst prelim night with the other two nights setting them up for Saturday's action. The entry list from Wikipedia that we looked through yesterday had 53 cars on it, although things have changed yet again. Jeremy Elliott says that Aaron Reitzel will not be a Husitz, instead deciding to tow all the way to Skagit for the $62,000 Super Dirt Cup. Let me remind you, Aaron Reitzel is very much a Midwest-based team with a Midwest-based owner. Reitzel has not really been good against the Outlaws over the past year plus, so this actually might be a good move for him. He was 24th and 9th in a B most recently at Knoxville, and over his last 26 series appearances, going back to Beaver Dam one year ago, has just uh, five Outlaw top 10s and a best finish of 6th. In 2023, though, he has just two top 10s. He had a 10th in the opener at Volusia and a 9th at Magnolia. The main theme of the Tuesday Daily was guys making choices about where to race based on their situations and money, and clearly Reitzel thinks he's got a better shot against the West Coast guys to finish well versus getting his head kicked in again uh, at Husitz. Uh, I've got the past nine outlaw shows at Husitz in the DirtTracker.com analytics database, and we've had seven different outlaw winners in those races. They are Sheldon Hoddenshield, Carson Macedo, Buddy Kofoid, Spencer Baston, David Gravel, Reitzel, and Kyle Larson. Over that span of nine features, the driver with the best average finish is Kofoid at 5.25. James McFadden, Gravel, Larson, and Brad Sweet are the rest of the top five on that list. Looking over the entry list now and, uh, you know, kind of what we know, th where things kind of stand, my feeling, uh, there are probably eight or nine guys who can win this week. And in that group, I'd say is Rico, Macedo, Sweet, Larson, McFadden, Sheldon, and Gravel. Maybe throw in Geo and Logan Schuart as well. And I'll put Shots in as a guy with maybe an outside chance here. He's been known to rise up uh, in a big money show or two in his career, even though he's kind of been off this season. And then if we're going to go dark horses, I'd call Ryan Timms, Chase Randall, maybe Corey Elias in the kind of guys in, in that range. We've seen Tim's and Randall run at Houston's a bunch uh, here in the recent year or two, um, and guys that have won races here. And I like where Eliason is right now, kind of with that Crouch 11 car. A couple of wins, confidence is probably up a little bit. Uh, we won't have any changes in the Outlaw Championship picture this week, as because of the differing format, the Outlaw guys will just be getting show-up points all week. So guys won't have that uh, on, kind of on their minds the next four nights. They can take chances, and they could just go for the win. 
Uh, if you aren't headed to Houston, you can watch live tonight over on Dirt Vision. Real quick before we move on, I wanted to quickly jump back to yesterday's discussion. I asked a couple of questions about, you know, car counts and prize money. I wanted to get your guys' feedback. There were several of you who said you equate ticket cost with car count on a dollar per car rate. Hadn't heard that before. I thought it was interesting. So for example, if a ticket is 40 bucks, there should be 40 cars on the property. It's honestly not a terrible rule or way to look at some of these big events. Thanks to everybody that chimed in yesterday. Uh, the Summer Nationals kicked off week two last night at Moberly Motorsports Park in Missouri. We had a heartbreak for Drake Trauman in the late model feature. He started fifth, but it wasn't long before he was catching leader Billy Moyer Jr. Seven Machine definitely looked like the best car in the field and passed halfway. He got by BMJ in traffic for the top spot. Just six laps later, though, Troutman slowed suddenly in turns three and four and went to the infield with a shredded right rear tire. When that tire decided to go, it let go big, completely destroyed the quarter panel and fender on Troutman's car. He tried to stay in the show, but eventually parked it and finished 15th. Out front, Moyer inherited the lead and drove on to his 11th career Summer Nationals win. Jason Fager went seventh to uh, second, and Aussie Kyle, uh, Kai Blight made a late charge to the podium after running further down the order for much of the race. This is best career series finish to date. On the modified side, it was a pretty disappointing field. Only seven cars showing up to race. Uh, I was trying to think if there was a modified Nationals field, uh, you know, over the last couple of seasons that was that small. Somebody on Twitter mentioned to me Sycamore. And I know we had another one last year with 11, but you think there are enough mods around the country to do better than seven. Uh, Austin Becerra ended up taking the victory over Chris Spaulding with only four cars still running at the finish. I'm certainly not throwing any shade at the guys who did race. And for Becerra, you can only race against the guys who are uh, in the field again. So kudos to him for the first series win of his career. Summer Nationals continue tonight at Davenport Speedway in Iowa. If you're looking for some other dirt lay model action tonight, the XR Working Man Series will be on the small track at the Belleville High Banks in Kansas. 10,000 to win in that one. This series has had four different winners in four races this year with Chris Madden, Nick Hoffman, Tyler Erb, and Ross Bales scoring victories. I'm not 100% certain who is racing tonight. Dirt on Dirt shows expected entrance, uh, including Blair Nodurf, uh, uh, Tad Pospisil, uh, Andrew Kasiski, Jesse Sobbing, others. Ross Bales is listed as well, although I'm not sure about his status. It was announced just three days ago that Bales had parted ways with Billy Hicks in that 79 car. And there's nothing on Bales' schedule on his website after the dream at Eldora. Kansas isn't usually a place we'd see a guy like Bales race, very much Southern based, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, you can watch tonight's XR show uh, over on XR Plus if you cannot get to the racetrack. We've talked a few times here lately about, you know, Scott Bloomquist, where his career is currently. You know, we, it was just not that long ago he was talking about how he wasn't retired. Uh, he's been out of the car since Volusia. And he obviously missed the first Dirt Lay Metal dream of his career. He's been hanging around Rocket Chassis. We know he's been helping out Kyle Strickler recently. Kyle was, you know, looked pretty good here in the last couple of weeks. But as of yesterday, we got another not-so-great update from a Facebook video posted by Reed Millard, who promotes Moberly Motorsports Park. According to him, Bloomer has been diagnosed with cancer, although we didn't get a ton of other details. Late last night, Kyle McFadden, who covers the sport for Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing, tweeted that Bloomquist has a, quote, highly treatable form of prostate cancer, and he said it sounds like a similar situation to Dale McDowell. And then in a story just posted here a little while ago by Kevin Kovac, it was revealed that Bloomquist has prostate surgery scheduled for July 5th, and that any procedures needed to help correct his back problems will now be delayed. Kovac made it sound like 2023 will probably be a wash in terms of seeing the Hall of Famer back in a race car. 
Obviously, the you know, this is not the news we wanted to hear. And the most important thing is that uh, Bloomquist is able to get healthy this year. Hopefully, the cancer is indeed treatable and Bloomer will be on the road to recovery here very soon. If you are newer around here, every Wednesday, I spotlight some of the other Dur Racing shows and podcasts and episodes out there for you to check out. Uh, this week, Passing Points has Garrett Williamson. Quick Time has Phil Durst. All Gas, No Breaks has several new episodes, including uh, with Devin Moran. Do Which on Dirt has Dan Stone, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters from Dirt on Dirt, The Dirt Nerds, Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks, Hoagie's Garage, and Dirt Track Weekly. To see all the podcasts and their most recent episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. That's it for the show today. If you're curious about the streaming options for tonight, make sure to stop by dirttracker.com slash watch night. There are a number of other races available to watch. I hope you guys have a good Wednesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.